0: Welcome to part four of God's Quiet Revolutionaries. Today you will hear amazing stories of people God used to accomplish great things. John Carter saw these words carved over a door of a Baptist church in Calcutta. Attempt great things for God, expect great things from God. Pastor Carter now tells us about his adventures with these courageous people. They attempted great things, expected great things, and accomplished great things for Christ and his gospel. The Carter Report team unite their voices in saying, to God be the glory, great things he has done. Here is Pastor John Carter with God's Quiet Revolutionaries.
1: Welcome back, my friend, to part four of God's quite revolutionaries, people who made a tremendous impact for God. And welcome to Wayne also. We're so glad to have you as our audience today. What can you tell us about Maestro Paul Mickelson? Paul Mickelson became our dear, dear friend. He joined the Carter Report team back in 1995. Paul had been Billy Graham's organist for many, many years. He told us some absolutely amazing stories. He told us about the great New York campaign, the great London campaign, and he was a person who gave us a tremendous amount of inspiration. played in our church. He played the great pipe organ. Then he traveled with us on many occasions to Russia and to Ukraine. Just a great person, just a great team member, and just a great person with a great heart for God. We thank God for Paul Mickelson.
0: Many people have touched your life in a powerful way, Who has made it possible for you to communicate the gospel of God's love around the world?
1: We've been blessed to have some great friends. I want you to know that what I'm telling you today, I'm telling you for the glory of God. I believe that when we see God doing mighty things, it is our privilege and our responsibility to tell the people of God that God is still alive and his spirit is mighty in the world today. But, you know, God uses people. The work of evangelism doesn't take place in a sanctimonious vacuum. (laughs) God uses people like our friends George and Carla Martinay who were members of our church in Arcadia in California and who've stood with us in the preaching of the gospel of Christ. Carla came with us to Siberia. Then there's Greg Eberhardt in Los Angeles. Uh, we've had some marvellous, wonderful people, like Norm Matico, who came from Canada. Norm Matico was our John the Baptist. He would go ahead of the campaigns. He, if we were going to go to Russia, he would go Four weeks in advance, he'd make sure that the hall was okay, that the television advertising was going out across Russian television. Nomatiko was used marvelously by God. I want people to know that God has the glory, and God has used some marvelous people around the world to help us to communicate the unsearchable riches of Christ. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen.
0: Tell us about your Australian friends that helped you to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ.
1: Why bless your heart. Laurie Jones and Hazel Jones down in the city of Melbourne Helped us in the great campaign in the Dallas Brooks back in 1979. That's before most of you folks were born. <laughs> then when we went to Russia, he stood with us. He helped us to build a church in the city of Dzinsk. Bet you haven't heard of Dzinsk. Named after the great Russian who was a co-founder of the infamous KGB, Dzinsky. We'd been asked to run a campaign. We were running the big campaign in Nizdi Novgorod. People said, come down to Dzynsk. We went to Duzinsk. We couldn't even get near the place. The crowds were so great. And then Laurie Jones heard about it all and he raised the money. He got money with the help of his wife, Hazel. And by the grace of God, we built a church in Dzinsk for the people of God. We've had some absolutely marvellous Australian friends, Uh, people like Pastor David Curry, who came across to help us in the preaching of the gospel in, in Los Angeles. In his latter years, he became very sick. But when people would ask him how he was, David would say, every day with Jesus is a good day one of the great saints of God, a great evangelist, a great pastor, a great friend, like Desmond Hills. When Desmond Hills walked into the room, he sort of brought some sunshine with him. He, he made every person in the Carter Report, every person in our church in Los Angeles, every person feel that it was going to be a good day. Desmond Hills from Australia used to be one of our church leaders. Then, of course, Pastor Harold Harker, who was still the Carter Report Overseas Manager, used to be a union conference president, came with us to Russia and Ukraine, (laughs) came with me to Lake Baikal when the snow was six feet thick and was minus 40 degrees. And his wife often came with him, Glenda, because these are people with hearts for God. And as I look back, you know, of course, you're not going to believe this. You're going to say, oh, this can't be so because you look so young. <laughs> Just kidding you. As Beverly and I look back over 60 years of ministry, 60 years of ministry, We've seen the hand of God, and the hand of God has been displayed through the hands of many different individuals, God's heroes, his quiet revolutionaries.
0: Do Australians make contributions to the TV ministry of the Carter Report?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. You better believe it. What I'm going to say now is tremendously important. I want to talk to church leaders. I want to talk to the leaders of the church around the world because I want to tell you something which is tremendously important. Society is becoming more secular with the passing moments. A few years ago, in Australia, about 75% or more, 75% of the people were Christians. They believed in the Bible and they believed in Christ. Not so today. Australian society has become about as secular as you can imagine. And so has society in the United States of America. America is no longer the great bastion of Christianity. And what are we doing to reach the secular mind? This is the question. This is the question. What are we doing to to reach secular people? Besides just talk about it and pray for their souls. Let me tell you a story. The year was 1976. Three young men got together in the country town of Albury in South New South Wales in Australia. Those three young men were Warren Judd, Phil Ward, and a brash young man (laughs) who was just learning to become an evangelist. His name was John Carter. And they got together with a burden to reach secular people. And together they worked out these television commercials. When these television commercials went on Australian television, they caused a sensation. They brought out a tremendous crowd in Melbourne to the Dallas Brooks. They filled the Sydney Opera House just for the opening session six times over. Tremendous crowds because the ads were based on biblical archaeology and Bible prophecy. They were amazing ads. The same ads were used in Russia and Ukraine with phenomenal success. I'm talking to church leaders in America, in Australia. What are we doing to reach the secular people? This is the question.
0: Did you have your own newspaper at the Sydney Opera House
1: The campaign in the Sydney Opera House was a tremendous success. I loved the Sydney Opera House. We had a tremendous conference president. His name was Robert Parr. He had a heart for God, and he cared for people. He was not an armchair administrator theologian. (laughs) He had a heart for God. He backed us as we hide the magnificent Sydney Opera House that saw the greatest crowds in its history. An amazing, an amazing, wonderful story. And there was another young man who came to our aid. His name was David Gibbons, he was a school teacher. and he produced our own newspaper. <laughs> you say, no, can't. these things could not have happened. These things just don't happen in the church. Well, they did happen in the church because God raised up people with hearts for God, hearts for people and a vision to do great things for God. Remember the words over the Old Baptist Church in that city of Calcutta. I saw these words, attempt great things for God, expect great things from God. And David Gibbons produced our own newspaper and we had our own cartoonist. His name was Berto, professional cartoonist. God brings people together when we dream the impossible dream.
0: I've heard you mention Andrew during your Australian days. What did he do for the Carter Report?
1: Andrew was one of God's quite revolutionaries. He was one of hundreds of young people who once attended the great Warunga Church in Sydney. What a fantastic church it was. Beverly and I have such great memories. More than a 1,000 people coming to church every Sabbath, and that's something in Sydney. Hundreds of young people from the great Sydney Adventist Hospital. I want to tell you something. If you want to save the souls of young people... Stop your platitudes and get them involved in public evangelism. And Beverly said to me, We need to take these young people out of Sydney for a while and we need to take them to a third world country and let them see the power of God. And so all of these young people came and Andrew worked the sound. He now works for Lloyd Groleman one of our pastors in Australia. They're doing a great work for God. Andrew was a young person with a big heart and a big vision. And we say to you, thank you, Andrew. Were you brought
0: up in a Christian home? What influence did your parents have on your life and future ministry? Well,
1: for starters, in Australia, my home was not a Christian home. But then my mother attended an evangelistic campaign in the Brisbane City Hall. Heard the great American evangelist Clifford Reeves. You probably never heard of him. We're talking now ancient history. But he preached the word of God. Great public evangelist. You know why we don't do it today, don't you? Would you like to know why we don't do evangelism today? It's because we don't have faith and we don't have vision. And too often the people who ought to be promoting it have never done it themselves. They're afraid. But Clifford Reeves was a preacher of righteousness. My mother went along, and because of my mother's influence, I went to Avondale College. My parents didn't have a lot of money. But my father, in the end, gave his heart to Christ. He'd been a a Roman Catholic, but not a Christian at all. He found Christ. He found Christ through the preaching of the gospel of Christ. My dear old father didn't have much, but he gave me his Harley Davidson motorbike and I rode around Western New South Wales on that Harley selling books. That's how I got through college. I thank God for my parents didn't have much money, but they helped me to preach the word and I look forward to seeing them in the kingdom of God.
0: Tell us more about your immediate family.
1: I'm proud to do so. Beverly and I have two great daughters in San Francisco. Julie has been working with patients who've been dying with COVID. She became very sick herself. She has a heart for people. She cares for people. Our daughter Leanne is a psychologist, works for abused children. She's got a heart for God. And then, of course, Beverly and I are very proud of David. David is our television producer. Sitting in this room here now in Australia, Beverly, Yours truly, and David running three television cameras. No, I'm sorry, four. David looks after the work, our work in India, cares for people. So I'm very proud of my family, and I'm proud of you, because you're my family too. I'm proud of my family right around this world, I'm proud of my friends in Australia, in the United States of America. I thank God for my friends in El Salvador, Pastor Pacheco. I thank God for our supporters in Canada and Great Britain, New Zealand. So many marvellous people. So I'm sort of overwhelmed today with gratitude for what God has done. Words are not enough. We have seen the power of God not because of our virtue, our talent, or our goodness, but because of the sheer mercy and the grace of God. And remember this, my friend, the will of God will never take you where the grace of God cannot keep you. The will of God took us into some very difficult, dangerous places. But the grace of God kept us. The grace of God will keep you also. And so I bring you back to that little Baptist church in the teeming city of Calcutta. It was my first trip overseas so many years ago, but I remember it as though it were yesterday, 1971. I stepped off the teeming streets of Calcutta, went into this little Baptist church where Adenaim Judson had been baptised and I saw the words written up over the door. They became seared in my memory. Attempt great things for God. Expect great things from God. I say this to you, my friend. Believe in God. Believe in the God who believes in you. Believe in the power of God. Believe in the words of scripture. Step out of unbelief. Step out of the the shadows. Start to walk in the sunshine. Believe in Christ. Believe in God. Believe that the greatest Days for the church are still to come. One day, the church, my friend, the church of the living God is going to wake up out of its sleep and the church is going to burst forth and preach the gospel as they did back in the days of Pentecost. It's coming, my friend. Nothing can stop the tide of the grace of God from coming in. And so, all of my friends, all of my heroes, all of God's secret and peaceful revolutionaries, I say thank you. And I say, to God be the glory. Great things he has done. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
0: Jesus said all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth go therefore and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit John Carter reports we have seen God's power as the gospel of Christ has been proclaimed in Africa India Russia Ukraine, Cuba, El Salvador, and many other places. We invite you to partner with us in proclaiming Jesus Christ.
1: To God be the glory. Great things He has done.
0: Write today to the Carter Report, P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. That's the Carter Report, P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. In Australia, write to the Carter Report, P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. That's the Carter Report. P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. Thank you for your generous support. We look forward to hearing from you soon. May God richly bless you. Carter Report is now streaming on demand for you. Now you can have the teachings of John Carter anytime, day or night. By streaming the Carter Report, there is more content for you to choose from, and it's easy. If you are new to streaming, all you need to do is purchase a streaming device. It doesn't really matter which one. You can buy a Roku, Amazon Fire, or Apple TV from any major retailer. You, or a family member, can plug the device into your TV and sign into your internet connection, do a search for the Carter Report, and download the app to your device. From then on, your device and the Carter Report app can provide you with hundreds of on-demand programs. You can also take the Carter Report with you wherever you go. The official free Carter Report mobile app can be downloaded to your phone or tablet. Go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the app. Additionally, you can find Carter Report programs on your favorite podcast. You can also watch us on Vimeo or YouTube. Type the Carter Report in the search box. You can watch hundreds of uninterrupted John Carter teachings, whenever you want, for as many hours as you want. Travel with John Carter as he circles the globe to bring the gospel to millions of people. Watch the Carter Classics from over 50 years of ministry and gain knowledge from stimulating interviews with Christian leaders. You now have multiple ways to watch the Carter Report. And once you start streaming, you'll find comfort in having these teachings readily available to you, whenever and wherever you want, for free. Welcome to the inspirational world of John Carter. Time. It takes only a minute to have eternal life. How can you get saved in a minute? It's simple. First, believe that Jesus was the Son of God. Second, accept his free gift of eternal life. And then you're saved. It's not hard. It doesn't take any time. You can be saved in a minute right now. Pray with me. Lord God, I realize that I am a sinner. My sin has separated me from you. I accept that your son Jesus Christ died for me. I ask Jesus into my heart. If you prayed this prayer, you are saved. The next thing to do is tell someone, fellowship with other followers of Jesus, get baptized, read your Bible and pray. Choices, we make them every day, all day. The most important choice you will make in your life is whether to choose eternal life or let it pass you by. If you'd like more information about your new life, call the number and visit our website. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.